Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, my friends. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sharma McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenets of Sunday as a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible that I just happened to find on the street, and you may use any Bible you wish. I have had many spiritual experiences and in gratitude 
You'll have ongoing Bible readings and also read from selected material. I'm just focused on being my real self and just hearing the message given to me, and that's all. Now let's do our opening prayer, and I want to say a prayer for everybody out there this morning that has joined me. Thank you so much. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. The freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy. And we pray for all those suffering from violence here and, and at home and abroad. We pray for all those who are sick in mind and body and for those who are lonely and uncomforted. Please, God, forgive us for our sins. We pray for suffering from domestic violence in their own homes. And we f- really pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. We also ask, please, my grant. Grandson Marcus and his problems with addiction, and a lot of our grandsons and children, to please God help them, watch over them. Please bring them to you, God, and bring them to safety and to recovery. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect lives that are taken for distorted and evil reasons, and they have become martyrs. And we ask all your angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers also go out to the ones who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the president-to-be and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries, for problems of suffering all over the whole world. We thank you, God, for everything you have given us. and thank you, God, for everything you've taken away. We also want to keep in mind the heart of a dear friend of mine who has lost her son. We ask in Jesus' name you comfort her and help her to feel happy. We ask Jesus' angels to watch over her every day and watch her every footstep and bring her healing and love. And we do thank you, God, for all of this. And we ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow in his care. And we keep everybody and their families in our prayers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so if you don't have a Bible there at home, you can do www.biblia.com. Now I'll just let you know that the opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Save. And you can get your own order if, uh, if you want to co- get a copy of the whole thing. It's really great. S-A-V-A-E.org. And there's on Facebook. They do live shows and you can watch them for free on YouTube, and you can get a CD on Amazon. That's where I got mine. And I want to wish all the birthday babies a very happy and blessed birthday and happy anniversary to anybody that has an anniversary today. And uh, we do uh, bless you and wish you a very prosperous year ahead. And to my best friend, Rosemary, whose birthday is coming up August 3rd, I wish you all the best, Rosemary. We've been friends for 42 years, and... Um, we ask that Jesus watch over her and bless her with prosperity in the year ahead and with good health. We ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, you know, we're on to Hebrews. 
And I was so excited about this because we really have to tackle this and read it. And I'm very, it's one of my favorite books of the whole Bible. So let's read the summary from Smoop, you know, my dear friends at Harvard that uh, give us a summary about all this. So anyway, this, this title today is Jesus Rules and Angels Rule. A long time ago in a biblical land far, far away, God spoke with the Jewish people and told them all about himself. As you might imagine, the story was pretty epic. Lately, though, says Hebrews, God's tale has taken a bit of a twist. Now he has a son. God's son is pretty epic, too. He's God's heir and helped co-create the world. He is also exactly like his dad in every way and keeps the world running with his mighty words. Not bad for a kid. His son did some pretty awesome work on earth. His death wiped away all sin. And afterwards, he got to kick it up to heaven at the right hand of God. In other words, he got a really sweet seat. He's even superior to angels, huh? Superior to a celestial being who float around in the presence of the Almighty all day and all night? Yep. After all, did God ever say to one of his angels, Hey, sonny boy, or am I your father? Nope. On the contrary, when God brought his firstborn son into the world, he told the angels to doubt, to bow down and worship him. That's right, angels. Get to the groveling. Hebrews continues, God's son rules over the entire world now and forever. Everything in the world will die one day, but the son is just going to hang around forever and ever. Seriously, did God ever take an angel aside and tell it to sit itself down next to him so that he could make his, make his enemies into the ottoman for the angel to rest his tired little sisters on? No. God created the sun to rule and angels and over angels too. So anyway, so let's get to the uh Hebrew. So open up your Bibles. And um I'm gonna read the introduction and um just give me a minute to get your Bibles up. So Hebrews, introduction. And the author is uncertain, so they don't know who the author is. And the date is 64 to 68. Authorship. Many suggestions have been made for the author of this anonymous book. Paul, Barnabas, Paul, Apollo, Silas, Aquila, Priscilla, and Clement of Rome. There are both resemblances and dissimilarities to the theology and style of Paul. But Paul frequently appeals to his own apostolic authority in his letters, while this letter appeals to others who are eyewitnesses of Jesus' ministry. It is safest to say, as did the theologian Origen in the third century, that only God knows who wrote Hebrews. Readership. Three questions are involved in determining the readership of this letter. What is the racial background of these readers? Although some are held that they were Gentiles, all evident points to all evident points to the Jewish background. The title of the book to the Hebrews, the references to the prophets and angels ministering to Israel, and citation concerning the Levitical worship. Two, where did they live? Palestine or Italy have been answered most often given. The preference seems to be Italy, for the readers are not poor, and the Septuagint is used exclusively for the saints in, in Palestine. The Septuagint uh, quotations from the Old Testament, one you would not expect this of the readers are Palestinian. Those are from Italy, greet you. Sounds as though the Italians outside of Italy 
are sending greetings back home. Was there a spiritual condition? Most were believers, though, as in any church group, there were doubtless some who merely professed Christianity. The author calls this letter a word of exhortation, necessitated by the fact that there was a danger of abandoning our faith in Christ and reverting to Judaism. The readers are being persecuted, though not to the point of being martyrs. And um, and in the face of this, some were running the risk of becoming apostate. The letter is a stirring apologetic for the superiority of Christ and Christianity over Judaism in terms of priesthood and sacrifice. The date. Various dates have been suggested for the writing of Hebrews, from the 60s to the 90s. However, in the, it, its use in the book of 1 Clement, which was written in AD 95, requires a date sometime before that. The lack of a book of any reference to the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem is the, is the divine proof that the Old Testament sacrificial system, excuse me, the Old Testament sacrificial uh, it was finished, argued strongly for a date for AD 70. In addition, the mention of Timothy's recent release if it is in connection with his ministry to Paul in Rome, requires a date in the late 60s. The style. The author displays outstanding literary and rhetorical skill. His style is a, mo- is a model of Hellenistic prose. Both the author and his readers are very familiar with the Old Testament in the Greek translation. There are 29 direct quotations from the Old Testament, plus 53 clear allusions to various other passages. These are used to demonstrate both the finality of the Christian revelation and the superiority of the Old Covenant. Contents. The theme of the book is the superiority of Christ and thus Christianity. The words better, perfect, and heavenly appear frequently. The outline shows how the theme was developed by providing that Christ is superior in both his person and his priesthood. And um, then it comes up to the favorite, the favorite passages. So, I'm going to start here, and uh, everybody get to chapter 1 and the letter to Hebrews. The superiority of the person of Christ. Christ is superior to the prophet. Number one, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he made purifications of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty and I, having become much better than the angels, as he is inherited a more excellent name than they. This is Christ is superior to the angels and in his divine person. To which the angel did he ever say, Are you my son? Today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of all the angels, he says, Who makes his angels winds, and his ministries a flame and fire? But of the, of the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has appointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions, 
And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish as you will remain, and they all will become old like a garment, and like a mantle you will roll them up. Like a garment they will also be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. But to which the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool of your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve the sake of those who inherit salvation? So that was pretty powerful. Uh, first chapter, and soon came to chapter two, which we'll do next week. But let's read the notes, and it says, These verses comprise one majestic sentence in the Greek text and read like the opening of any formal or Greek orientation rather than the ordinary greetings of a letter. And then when one is uh, talking about the forefathers in many portions in many ways, in many parts of Israel's history and in various ways through laws, institutions, ceremonies, kings, judges, and prophets. And on on uh, chapter 1, verse 2, in these last days, the last days were a means, the entire gospel dispensation, extending from the first to the second advent and close in the world, literal, the ages, uh, including time, space, and material world. And then 1.3 is radiance, the effulgence or flood of resplendent light. The word means an outshining, not a reflection. The exact representation of God's existence and nature. These expressions in verse 3 are strong assertions of the deity of Christ, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The picture of Christ being seated indicates the finished character of his once-for-all sacrifice for sin, and the right hand indicates the place of honor which he occupies. And then one five, the angel. So what angel means messenger, and it usually refers to an order of spirit beings, rarely to human beings. And um, all angels are originally created in a holy state, but some follow Satan in his revolt against God and became demons. Some demons are loose and some are confined. And then uh, angels are created beings which must ultimately answer to their creator. Since they are spirit beings, they are not bound by some of the restrictions that limit human beings. And they are organized and ranked. And also angels minister to Christ often during his first advent and will accompany him on his return. And they serve believers and observe them. And Michael is the only one designated as Archangel. So Gabriel is also an important position. And that, uh, uh, and God did say that he has a son, and only, and one son, and that's Christ. And uh, anyway, that's very interesting. And now let's go to, uh, he refers to the second coming of Christ. And then the angels are servants as wind and fire are, and therefore subordinate to the sun. And historically, the psalm quoted is probably sung in a Hebrew monarch's wedding. What was true of the ancient king by the virtue of his office, the writer to the Hebrews sees to be wholly true of Christ in the virtue of his nature, beyond all others. And then it says, uh, in quote in one uh, ten through 12, is that Christ is the creator of all things. And the one who, in the midst of change, is unchanging. And that we can depend on, that's for sure. 
And um, let's see, the ministry of angels on behalf of believers continues today. And the mention of salvation leads the writer to, to the conclusion of this topic. So we will be saved and Jesus will save us. And Jesus never changes. And he rules on the side of God and the right hand of God. And um, that's the beautiful thing about all this, that we can depend on him and rest assured that uh, we will come through all of this, whatever's happening in the world, whatever our fears and concerns are, uh, he will bring us through. And uh, that's the amazing part of this whole thing is that God loves us no matter what. And But Jesus is our ruler. We have to conform to what Jesus has told us. And what we read in the Bible is our textbook on how to live these uh, these things out and how to be good people and bring love and peace into the earth and uh, do the best we can. And um, I ask in Jesus' name that we all uh, open our minds to understand what we're reading and also to take it in our hearts to realize how awesome this whole thing is and that uh, it's incredible what God has done for us and the richness of the spiritual life. And I, I'm just uh, just blown away by it all. It's just really awesome. Okay, so um, now we uh coming to the part that we're going to say the serenity prayer. And I want to just tell a reminder to everybody, just we'll be back next week and we're going to go to Hebrews uh, chapter 2 that I'm really looking forward to. And um, we also ask in Jesus' name, you know, please, God, help us. There's a lot of fears and concerns in the world, and this goes worldwide. And um, we ask Jesus to please help us have comfort and strength and the ability to stand up even if we're ill. Heavenly Father, please bless us where we lay. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And just closing out the prayer with our traditional serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. So in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Just remember, you're never alone, never, never. God loves you, and may your best dream come true, and true love live in your heart. I love you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please message me if you have any concerns or prayer requests, and bye, my friends. Happy trails to you, and have a wonderful week ahead. God bless you. Amen.